0: Have you ever seen mountain monsters? No, I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about the creatures that hunger for your flesh. This world is a strange one. Honestly, I used to live in the mountains and believe me, I've heard some strange things. I had a relative that lived next to us. He used to stay up all night on certain nights with a gun. When I asked him why he did this, he just said, I can't let them get too close. Another neighbor of mine reported seeing something that looked like a bear, but its face was all wrong. There are creepy things in the mountains, but I still miss living up there. So enjoy these allegedly real encounters with mountain monsters. And remember, if you've got a Thanksgiving story, send it to me at reddit.com r slash darkness prevails. It could appear in a future video. Number one, Stalked in the Mountains, submitted by Umbreon Knight. It happened last year, May 11th of 2016, to be more specific. I don't know what it was. To this day, I still only have a few ideas of what it could have been. However, whatever it could have been, it really gave us quite a scare. Now, if you don't believe my story, that's just fine. It's not gonna change my mind because I know what I saw was real and it's an experience that will never leave me. I enjoy hiking and I love animals. I consider myself somewhat of an outdoorsman or outdoors woman. On that day, it was very nice and sunny, not too hot and not too cold, and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. I was at my aunt's house during that day, and we didn't have anything to do but clean up around the place while listening to music and such. Once we were done with that, we decided to take a small break. At one point, my aunt looked at me and asked, do you want to go for a hike with me? I replied, Definitely, but where? My aunt shrugged, replying that she would quickly think of a place as we got ready. So we packed some small hiking bags. I was messing around with my camera once we got into the car. I'm really into photography too. As I climbed inside her vehicle, I saw that she was bringing along a handgun. It looked like a nine mm and I was honestly a bit surprised to see it. My aunt must have saw my expression because she said to me, you're not worried about me bringing this, are you? I shook my head. It was reasonable to take it with us. After all, we lived in bare and mountain lion country. Attacks don't happen often, but it still doesn't hurt to be ready. We leave the house and stop at a store to fill up the gas tank. We also buy some snacks for the afternoon. Soon we were on the road to the mountains Once we arrived at our destination, a hiking spot in the mountains, we parked the car and headed out. I took a few photos of us at the beginning of the trail before we started our hike. My aunt led the way. It went really well. We were enjoying ourselves, admiring the beauty of the nature all around us. It was a great experience until sometime later, we came upon the first lookout on the trail. From that spot, you could see the mountain looming over a glacial lake as well as a boulder jutting out of the mountain side. I, being brave and a bit foolish, shuffled carefully and as closely to the edge of that boulder as I could, with my aunt warning me to be careful from behind. At this point, we were very high up in the mountain. I laid on my stomach and took some photos from there, and they turned out breathtaking, really. My aunt couldn't help from taking some photos on her phone as well. The view was amazing after all. The lake was crystal clear and blue. It was absolutely beautiful with all the other mountains and trees around. We began to speak to one another about something that I can't remember. But we both turned around after taking pictures to see a dog silently standing in the middle of the trail. It startled us. Neither one of us had heard it coming I thought it was alone, until I saw the small bag strapped around its back and was a cute dog. Hello there, suddenly came a voice. We both looked in the direction where it came from and we saw an elderly man approaching us. Oh, hi, my aunt replied as I waved. Is this your dog, she added. The man nodded and so the two adults began talking as I listened and I gave this puppy a massage. The man had told us they had come from the other side of the mountain, but then he gave us a warning that seemed out of place. You two be careful out here. Earlier, we heard some rustling around in the bush, so my pup here went to investigate. The man gestured to his dog. She ended up chasing a black bear out from where it was hiding. I don't know where it went, but I can imagine it took off somewhere over this side. We were surprised by this, of course. We knew there were bears, but it still was alarming to know they were close by. My aunt then proudly showed him that we had some protection on us, and he nodded in approval. They talked for a bit longer until we decided to keep going. His dog looked up at him until he gave her the okay to go, so she led the opposite way as we said our goodbyes. My aunt and I talked about the man and his cute dog, but due to how nice the day was, we weren't about to get scared away that easily. However, we obviously became more aware of our surroundings. The two of us took some snack breaks as we ascended further up the trail, and when we did, I'd fool around on some boulders that set aside the trail. I like to pretend that I was a professional at parkour. As we kept going, sometimes, we would hear this rustling sound ahead of us, making my aunt pause and tense. At one point, we heard this noise and she froze in her tracks with her hand on the gun. I bumped into her by accident and I began to listen intently once I understood that something was happening. I looked toward the tree ahead of us where the rustling was coming from and that's when I saw a red squirrel hopping out from behind the tree My aunt noticeably got more relaxed. Her hand was taken off the gun. As we watched the cute little animal, I placed my hand on my aunt's shoulder and said, careful, it can smell fear. She sighed and gave me this look and I began to snicker at her. The squirrel then ran off as we kept going, but I had a feeling like something was about to happen and it wasn't a good thing. The mountain was full of dips and boulders high ground levels and ditches all around the trails, perfect for anything to hide where we couldn't see it, but it could definitely see us. I couldn't get this thought off my mind. We eventually took another break, eating some more snacks and drinking some water. I was looking through my photos of the hike so far, all while my aunt began to relax. However, the silence was soon interrupted when we both heard the rustling again. At the same time, we both stood up, turning in the direction it was coming from as we hid behind a tree. The rustling was louder than before and much closer. But because of the uneven ground and thick undergrowth, we couldn't see what it was. Maybe it's just more squirrels chasing each other or something, I said, a bit nervous. Probably, or it could be a deer, my aunt replied. She gestured for us to keep going as the rustling began to die down. Sometime later, the woods began to get much more dense on the trail. My aunt then said that we were almost at the top. I couldn't wait to see the view from all the way up there and the photos that I would take would be absolutely amazing. Even here on this part of the trail, it looked like we were in a fantasy forest. Anyway, as we moved on, We heard the rustling again. We both paused and looked around before glancing at one another in slight worry. I began to wonder, were we being followed by something? My aunt pulled out her phone and began to play some Avenged Sevenfold while telling me to make some more noise somehow. So I did while taking even more photos and following behind her until she had finally pulled out the gun while we walked along the trail. The woods were so dense at this point, we could hardly see much further in front of us, and this part of the trail was very beautiful to see. The way the sun filtered through the tree branches and lighting parts of the rocks in the trail, it made it look like it was straight from a fairy tale. My aunt went from clapping her hands and blaring the music to turning the songs off and hushing me. The top was maybe another 100 feet away, but my aunt froze in her tracks we listened intensely, and we could hear something. Something slowly creeping up towards us, trying its best to be absolutely quiet. But we could hear. It sounded like something heavy, slowly applying its weight on branches and twigs beneath it, causing it to make slow and audible cracking sounds. We both immediately began to throw rocks in its direction while yelling, trying to scare it off, but that didn't work. Ahead of us, there was a corner we had to climb up. I walked over to it and peered up, fully expecting to see something staring back at me, but luckily, there was nothing there. I then noticed for the first time, there were no birds chirping, no insects making any sort of noise. It was strange. Throughout the entire trail, that's all we could hear, but now it was gone. My aunt ordered me to get back to her side, and so I did. I tucked myself behind her next to a tree, but we could still hear whatever it was getting closer. My aunt shouts to it, hey, attempting to scare it away. It was still coming. Hey, my aunt shouts again, but it still creeps closer. Feeling she has no other choice, she carefully raises the gun in the air and fires a warning shot. Then there was complete silence. Once the ringing in my ears went away, I noticed that the rustling had completely stopped, but apparently not for long because the creeping noises began again. Hearing it once more, realizing that not even a loud gunshot would scare it away, I began to feel fear, absolute horror. We were going to have to fight or run for our lives if it came down to it. I felt the hair on the back of my neck stand up and that's when my aunt announced we were leaving. She led the way, telling me to keep up. When I say we took off, I mean we freaking booked it. I felt as if we were floating back down the mountain. We soon made it back to the more open parts of the trail. The areas where you could see all around you much better. My aunt turned and looked behind us in fear when we heard that the thing was still after us. The rustling was far more aggressive and fast. At one point before it tried to mask its approach, but now it was blatant. We tore out of there like bats out of hell while we could still hear the thing. Once we were on more level ground, my aunt noticed something in the middle of the trail. Wait, look at this, she exclaims. I slow down to look at what she was staring at. I see a wet mark in the middle of the trail with claw marks. That's when we noticed that the rustling sound had stopped. You'd think that'd be a good thing, but it horrified us more than anything else so far. We looked in unison back in the direction where the noises had been coming from, and there we saw it, a massive black figure standing seven feet tall easily. I could make out black fur all over it, behind the leaves and branches that nearly covered it. I could hear it breathing, slow, heavy breaths. I know it was watching us, but I couldn't find its eyes. I know it was the animal that had been chasing us. I could see it breathing. We didn't stare at it for long. We turned and bolted down the mountain. We ran for what felt like forever. The mountain seemed to go on for ages. I never remember the hike up taking this long. But soon, the rustling and chasing noises began to disappear and fade away behind us. It had finally slowed down, but suddenly I panicked when I saw something in the distance ahead of us. But my aunt calmed me down, telling me that it's just another group of hikers. We stopped by them and said hello, completely out of breath. The way we looked, panicked and exhausted, we must have been a sight to see. One of the hikers was wearing black and that's what had scared me. They had brought their dog with them and as my aunt spoke to the group, She warned them that there might be something in the woods. But she didn't say what she thought it might be. She simply said that there may be a bear. They thanked us for the warning, and we moved on. Once we're completely alone again, we stopped to catch our breaths. And I asked my aunt, do you really think that was a bear? Well, it could be. I mean, I hope it was, my aunt answered. Maybe a mountain lion? My voice trailed off as I looked off to the side. There was a cabin in the distance. It didn't look old, but not exactly new either. And this alarmed me. Maybe it was some freak that decided to stalk us, I added. My aunt glanced at the cabin, and suddenly we hear the weirdest and creepiest sound. It's hard to explain it, but the best way I can is, it was almost like a wailing, screaming, howling sound. It was the stuff of nightmares, I know that for sure. We scanned around us, not seeing anything that could be making the sound. Then we looked at each other in shock. The sound lasted for a good minute, which made it even more strange. Then we kept going as the noise finally died down. My aunt called out, hello? However, the noise never started up again. Finally, we could see the beginning of the trail from there and another couple coming up to hike. We gave them our warnings, of course, and the woman reacted like she's never heard of a bear before. She sounded confused as ever at the word, and I couldn't help but think, yes, bears exist. If that's how she reacted to that, whatever that really was up there, I doubt she would be able to handle. They gave us their thanks and we headed to our car. We threw everything inside and left very quickly. On our way home, we just kind of looked at each other like, well, that was the creepiest thing. And yeah, we've told some family and friends of the incident and they have all also said that it was a creepy story. This hasn't happened to either one of us again or before. I'm not scared of hiking because of this and I'm pretty eager to go again. But this, it's something I'll never forget. I don't know what it was. Maybe a bear, but I've never seen one that big. Then again, it could have been some weirdo stalking us. I've heard enough weird stories from the woods to know that some really freaky things happen out there. I just never thought I'd have an experience so close to home. This episode is sponsored by The Dead Files from Travel Channel. If you're listening to anything on the Eerie Cast network, odds are you love ghost stories. That's why I think you'll love The Dead Files from Travel Channel. Join hosts Amy Allen and Steve Deshavi as they investigate paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the U.S. Each host offers a unique and exciting perspective for every case. Amy is a medium, seeing and speaking to those who are no longer in the world of the living. And Steve is a retired homicide detective who uses public records and witness testimony to piece together the history of the haunted location. Each episode of The Dead Files features a different, real haunting to possibly help the family struggling with its effects. One episode on Falconer New York deals with a family who keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They frequently witness a shadow figure lurking around their home. Amy and Steve receive their call and investigate, with Amy using her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. While Steve, separately, researches the history of the home, only to discover several previous residents who lived at the home died, confirming Amy's own findings. After their investigation, Amy and Steve must conclude with whether the house is safe to remain in or if it's time to get out. I really love the deferring perspectives and skill sets between the two hosts, and I think that's why The Dead Files is a must-listen podcast for any fan of the paranormal and supernatural. Listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. Number two, Lost in the Mountains, submitted by Dominus. The night I'm speaking about today is the night that I tried to leave it all behind, not knowing the terror that I would experience. So, I'm a 19-year-old guy from Thornton, Colorado. I'm six foot two at a husky 240 pounds. I grew up in North Commerce City, and I never go anywhere without my ax. It's two feet long with a double-sided blade and pick and despite that, my ax would be taken away as a felonious murder weapon if ever found by the police. But even having it with me on this occasion, I've never felt more vulnerable. Not because of the threat itself entirely, but the horrifying nature of the experience altogether. This took place only four months ago. I'd been dealing with an extended depression episode. My grandma had just passed away, I lost my job, and my wife and I were evicted from our apartment in Denver. We lost everything. We were homeless for two weeks before my parents finally took us in. But they only felt bad because it was the winter. You see, while living with my parents, my father and I fought constantly. Screaming matches were a daily thing. Just like old times, huh, Pops? One day, it got so bad that he and I ended up in a physical altercation. My wife saw a part of me that day that made her leave me for a short time. She was my reason, and I didn't know what to do with myself, so I panicked, and I decided I wanted to disappear. I took to the bus, the westbound 120, which goes into Broomfield, from which I would transfer to the 112. The 112 dropped me off in West Boulder. From there, I began walking towards the Rocky Mountains. It was still daylight out when I entered the threshold of those mountains. I used my compass and began Northwest. Eventually, I looked at my phone. There was no reception and it read 2 AM. It had been eight hours now, walking through these mountains. I kept going a little further, but I froze when I happened upon a mutilated moose. I approached it to find that it was still warm. Desperate and hungry and not really caring about myself any longer, I decided to cut away some slivers of it. With the bowie knife that I had, I could set up a fire and have a small dinner. At that moment, as I cut away at the moose, I heard something big walking towards me from the right. Immediately, I assumed it was a bear or a mountain lion. I grabbed my axe from its holster that was strapped across my chest, wielding the knife in the other hand. I waited for the sound of heavy predatory breathing and snarling, but instead, I heard something else, something I never would have imagined hearing all the way out there, a deep, raspy laugh. I stared in confusion as I looked around me for a moment, only to find a big black pair of shiny eyes staring back at me. I could tell they were eyes the way they glimmered in the moonlight. I thought to myself, that's not a person. Just from what I'm seeing so far, it couldn't have been another person. If that's true, then who had just laughed and what was I looking at? Well, I didn't know what to do at the time. Plus, I was not in a good state of mind. So I remember thinking to myself, I'm a man that's had everything taken from me. I've got nothing to lose. I don't care what this thing is or whatever layer of hell you respond from, but you best have brought the devil if you're going to stalk me when I'm trying to eat. It was just a quick thought. Something to force a smile on my face and my lonely and desperate attitude. What I never expected though was for the creature to reply, I've got nothing to lose. It said exactly how I had just thought it in my own head. My mouth opened wide and I kept staring at this thing that just spoke. I've got nothing to lose. It said again, a bit slower now it sounded like it wanted me to hear. I stood there frozen, holding my ax tightly in my hand. Then the creature, the thing straight from my nightmares, stepped from under the nearly pitch black cover of the trees. In the moonlight, I could see it, tall, lanky, and partially decomposed. It looked like a long dead deer standing on its hind legs. Most of it seemed to have already rotted away, but its front legs didn't have hooves like a normal deer. They were human-like, large and thin, like some sort of human mutation. I stood my ground, but I knew I wasn't ready for this because it ran at me out of nowhere. It bolted towards me on those two lanky legs. I closed my eyes and swung my axe blindly. Part of me wanted to defend myself. The other part didn't want to see this thing up close. I was afraid. I was horrified by the sight of it. The next thing I know, I feel a burning sensation on my stomach, and I hear those hoofed steps run past me and into the forest. I turn and open my eyes to see the creature bounding into the woods away but not before leaving a cut on my stomach i threw myself down on my knees and an irrational anxiety attack that felt like it lasted a millennium after i pulled myself together i traveled and survived for another two nights never seeing that strange beast again until i found myself in leadville it was a rural mountain town from which I was transported by helicopter to St. Anthony's Hospital in Denver. I never told anybody, not the nurses, the doctors, or the police, the truth of what happened that night. When they asked how I got cut like that, I promptly responded, hunting. Thankfully, my wife and I reunited in a plethora of emotion. She said she'd never leave me again. There are not many things in this world that can terrify or elude me. But that creature in the Rocky Mountains would definitely be a rare exception. Number 3 Something is in the Woods, submitted by Mike S197. I'm from a small college town in Georgia. I'm 25, and this happened last summer. My girlfriend and I traveled all over North Georgia to see the amazing waterfalls and hiking trails. Let's call my girlfriend Erin. We were heading through the Chattahoochee National Forest near Helen, and we were heading to DeSoto Falls. My GPS was acting up, It led us down this off-road path that's meant for trucks and Jeeps. My girlfriend was not happy because her suspension kept bottoming out and hitting rocks under the car. I was glad I didn't bring my car because it's much lower than hers. The road was miles long into the Chattahoochee forest and she was sure that we went the wrong way, but we kept following the GPS. Her daughter Mia, who was nine, was crying silently in the back seat afraid that we were lost. I assured her that we'd be okay. We had plenty of water and food, so I wasn't worried about that. But if she got a flat tire, we didn't have a spare, so that I did kind of worry about. Not to mention, I couldn't find the trail ahead, and I didn't want to say it out loud. We found a gravel parking lot and decided to hike the random path we came across. We were the only car there, but I think we were all just relieved that we had found something. We grabbed our backpacks and water bottles, and then we went off. Aaron usually walks in front with Mia behind her, and I walk last, so Mia is always in sight. They both stopped suddenly, and I say, what's wrong? She says they need to use the bathroom. They quickly sprinted ahead, and I was trying to keep up, but all the added weight from the backpacks was a challenge, They went behind a huge boulder to do their business while I sat there out of breath. Soon we proceeded and noticed quickly that this trail hadn't been maintained very well. There were several trees that had fallen onto the path and there was trash like food wrappers and canned food emptied along the path, but still we proceeded. I noticed that the two of them kept looking around us as if they were worried or saw something. Both of them were just acting weird the whole walk, but I thought, hey, it's their first secluded hike. Maybe they're just paranoid. When we reached three miles in, it began to get cloudy and dark. So we turned around and began to rush back. Once we made it back to the car, it was almost pitch black out. I had to pee, so I went back to the trail to find a tree to go to. But while walking back, I saw something a broken trail sign saying, trail closed. I came back to the car and they were discussing something among themselves. So I asked about it, deciding that I'd tell them that we went on a closed trail after I got the information. They said that they heard something growling coming from the trail after I'd gone back to pee. But I hadn't heard anything or seen anything when I was out there. They were freaking out and wanted to leave and I just didn't understand why. I assumed it was probably just some raccoon or something, maybe a wild dog. While driving back on that crazy path down the mountain, it was pouring rain, and the car almost got stuck on certain parts of the path. As I drove, Aaron was explaining to me why they were acting funny on the trail earlier. Apparently, they had been seeing something along the path. They felt like they were being watched, and every time they'd scan around, they would see something out of the corner of their eyes. They said they knew something was out there. Mia said she heard more growling, and then Aaron agreed, saying she thought she was the only one hearing it. I was confused and upset, because they didn't tell me none of this earlier. Aaron is the super protective type and is always cautious. She explained that she felt like she was drawn to go deeper and deeper down the trail but she didn't listen to her gut feeling to head back. As she explained this to me, I found myself looking into each of the side mirrors. I soon felt overwhelmed by the same feeling. Something was watching us. Something was following us. I knew this because I saw something moving beside the car outside. We were driving down a muddy off-road trail and a tiny sedan that couldn't handle it unless we drove extremely slow. As such, we probably could have walked faster down the mountain than we were driving, but it was just safer in the car, especially considering what I was looking at. Whatever it was, it was black as the night. It walked like a dog and was shaped like a dog but it was about 1.5 times bigger than a full-grown bear. It was as big as the car itself, but it easily hunkered itself down below the windows, trying not to be seen. I wanted to drive faster, but I didn't want to wreck the car and be stranded there with that thing prowling. I told the girls to be quiet and to not look outside, but that's just a long-winded way to get someone to panic and to do the opposite of what you just said. Immediately, Mia looks out her window right at the thing. She screams when it looks back at her. I watch in horror, barely paying attention to the path as the creature opens its mouth to reveal plain yellow teeth that are a stark contrast to its dark body. Then, for some reason or another, to my relief, it takes off to the side of the trail and disappears in the trees. Was it curious? Was it offended by us invading its territory? Why was the trail really closed? I thought to myself it was over, that we all needed to just go home and rest and get this event off of our minds. Later that night, it didn't take long for Erin to pass out as soon as she hit the bed, but she wouldn't close her eyes at all until we promised to stay with her, until she fell asleep. In my own bed, I tossed and turned, and it took me ages to fall asleep. I couldn't get the image of that animal out of my head. Eventually, I did, though. I don't know how, but I did, only to be awakened in the middle of the night by Aaron having a nightmare. She was kicking me in her sleep, repeating, I gotta find her, I gotta find her, I have to find her, tossing and screaming. I'm looking at her, I hugged her to calm her down. I guess that triggered her to wake up. She got up quick and sprinted to Mia's room and was relieved to see she was fast asleep. She walked back to bed and I asked her what she dreamt about. She said a blurry black figure took her daughter. She was running, looking for her in the dark woods and then heard something growling, chasing her, trying to get her. Ever since then... After every hike we go on, she has a nightmare like clockwork the same night. Nowadays, I carry a firearm when we go on trails, and I make sure to only go on hikes when there's plenty of other people around. I don't know what we encountered that day, but what it made us feel, I think it was something supernatural, something we don't need to be dealing with. And number four, Devil Beast, submitted by Christina. Where we live isn't a town, really, just a holler in a valley. There are maybe 25 or 30 other people that live here. The closest actual town to us is nearly an hour away, and there are mountains all around us. It's a truly beautiful place, but this holler has a violent history. There was once a coal company camp here, and it was a booming one. Back in those days, they used a massive furnace as power to pull the carts from the mines, and if someone died and nobody claimed the body, they just put it in the massive furnace and went back to work. When the coal company left this area, a land company bought almost all the land, and my parents rented the land where that massive furnace was. Growing up, I would hear stories about how you could hear screaming coming from that area late at night, but I never paid much attention to it. The summer I turned 13, I saw something that made me truly believe in God and the devil. It was my 13th birthday. I had a sleepover with all the neighborhood kids there. There was about 10 of us, and we were all really close. We'd planned on sleeping on my trampoline that night. Well, we only had two light poles out there. They would light up about a 50-foot square perimeter. We had one at the end of the house and one a little further away from the house. At about midnight, we were all still awake, laughing and joking, when we heard a noise coming from the woods. Now, this is completely normal, because we have woods and mountains all around us, There's bound to be wandering wildlife here and there. Seeing or hearing a wild animal isn't strange, so we didn't really pay much attention to it. Some time passed and we heard a scream like a woman in trouble. Now in these parts, they teach you at an early age, never ever go toward the sound, because panthers sound like that. We looked at each other and one of the boys said, that's what it must be, that there's a panther nearby that maybe we should go inside. So we were about to get off the trampoline when something stepped into the light that was farther out from the house. It was unlike anything any of us had ever seen. It had the body of a bear with huge black claws. But when it turned its face towards us, we could tell that it wasn't a bear at all. The face on this thing was badly deformed Its teeth hung well out of its mouth and its eyes were these glowing yellow embers. It looked right at us and screamed. I think we were all too shocked to move until the creature turned completely around and I swear to God, it smiled at us. We all bolted off that trampoline and were fighting each other for our lives to get into the house. I'd never been so scared in my entire life. At the panic and chaos, my mom asked us, what was going on? My dad rushed out of his room. We explained to them what had just happened. My mom and dad looked at each other, and my mom spoke first. She said that her grandma had told of a devil beast that wandered these mountains, but nobody had ever seen it. It was supposed to be half demon and half animal, and preyed on the weak and evil. We all looked at each other. It took us a long time to calm down and we spent the rest of the night inside, never sleeping. The next day when everyone went home, I showed my dad where I'd seen the thing and on the pole where the light was, we found massive claw marks seven feet off the ground. I'll never forget that monster. After that experience, I never went outside alone. Since then I've grown up and I've moved away from there, but I will never forget those mountains. Nobody can tell me that demons don't exist in this world. There truly are monsters in the mountains. Monsters a group of rednecks and old men probably aren't ready for. Nobody's ready for these kinds of creatures. The best thing you can do if you run into one of these demon creatures while hiking in the mountains is to turn and run. Oh, and don't forget to pray that it doesn't hurt too much when they devour you. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. Don't forget to send us your Thanksgiving horror stories soon at reddit.com r slash darkness prevails. Thank you all. Stay safe out there and stay creepy.